Hello guys, I'm back. So uh, what really happened is I had a good friend that came over and I knew that he was doing that. And I told him, please, can you teach me? And he was very open about it. He showed me the emails, he showed me what to say. And that is how he started. Basically, it was uh, puppy scams. And then I tried it uh, at the time it was with Craigslist. And I remember to be so excited and having the, the to having the anxiety of making my first money. But it never happened with uh, Poppy Scam. And at the time I was listening a lot to rap music. And I was hearing a lot about this purple drink activist lean. So basically I was, I found a forum and I started just posting about it on the forum. And that is how I got my first client. It was, I can never forget. And let me relate you the story of my first pay. Uh, and it was like, it was the highest money I ever had at that time in my life. And the client contacted me that she wanted to buy some activists. And I told her that, okay, um, in California and she was probably in another state and I told her all right you will need to send the money to one of my contacts in Cameroon because I for security reasons can receive your payment and I will be shipping uh, your package via UPS and I will send you a tracking number that's how I received my first hundred dollars and I went to Limbe to pick it up and I remember I went to Limbe to pick it up on a Sunday and the Western Union was full of scammers. And I picked up my 55,000 francs and I took the car back to Boya. It, I made my first money. And this is how, uh, this is what I focused on uh, for a while. I think I had a couple of clients, but I will tell you uh, again more how I I was involved in this. What happened then later on is, like I was telling you earlier on, I left Boya and I went to Douala because I wanted to be a medical doctor. Now, I I was with my dad. He just had internet set up in his house with a computer. So I was just browsing, playing video games. And I just loved computers. But I had no guidance to, to what to do with computers. I remember tinkering with the terminal and wondering that how can someone really build this? And I, when I look at, at my childhood, I really think that guidance and mentorship is is, is, is quite very important because because i believe that i i will have reached a certain level of of success at a very early age if i had quite someone telling me what is wrong and what not to do and if i had someone in my life to tell me henry this decision you took is not the best but like many decisions i subsequently took in my life i had to learn the hard way by experience but one thing I'm glad with is I read books and 
it really broadened my perspective to a certain level. It built my my mental construct, and it made me to be able to 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 reason and to be self-aware in the society in which I find myself. So fast forward, I made a sabbatical year home. The next year, I I wrote the public exam for the cues and I failed. And I wrote the private uh, exam for the Protestant University of Central Africa, and I passed. And I was, I remember uh, my mom cousin that went and checked my name. He said I was the third on the list and she was really proud about it because she, she, she felt disappointed in the sense that two years I haven't made any progress and I think when I look back, I look at her eyes, she was, she was worried about the person I was becoming. So medical school was in French. And my mom did her best to provide for me. And it was quite average, but I always wanted more. So I, I knew something I, 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 I knew so well to do, which was activist. And I remember to making some money with activists when I was in Yaoundé, maybe twice or thrice, which uh, really helped me buy some food, go out, chill, things that were for the privilege. And something sad happened to me during the after the period because I spent, uh, I was really dedicated to my studies. And then uh, I was, uh, the year went by so so well, even though my challenges, I was studying in French. And then at the beginning it was tough because I needed to translate back to English. Everything went well. And at the end of the semester, I passed all my courses. And now I was going uh, for my nursing internship at a local hospital in Douala. One thing that was odd about me in medical school is I, I have tattoos on my fingers. And those tattoos, I got it uh, when I was, uh, my, when I just got my advanced level. And the tattoo I got on my finger is, is best on my left hand, fingers. So at medical school, it was very strange to see a doctor with tattoos on the fingers, especially in the African context. So I was kind of odd. And most of my classmates were like, who is this kind of doctor with tattoos? And I was, and I always asserted myself saying that I don't need to have, to, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if I have tattoos on my fingers or not. What matters is if I'm really knowledgeable about the subject and if I can prove, if, if I can heal people. So that was my struggle and it was kind of sad for, for, for me to go through that because I was like an outcast. It's like, who want to be friend with the guy with the tattoos on the fingers? No one. So, but in the nursing internship, everything was was fine. 
everything was fine during during the nursing internship. Everything was okay during the nursing internship. But I remember I was there was a lady that I needed to adjust. Uh, I don't know the word in English. It's perfusion. The drip. Yes, the drip. Adjust the drip of the baby on 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 her hand. And then she saw my fingers. And I saw the look on her face. She was terrified. And I don't blame her. The one thing of having tattoos, I've, I've, I've built something in me in the sense that I can live my life the way I want. And I don't need your approval. You don't need to approve of me. I don't care about you. But I do what I want. It's my body. It's my life. And I always had this thing... Uh, some people would tell me, uh, like, okay, you have tattoos now, you are lost, you're going to be a failure, or you're never going to travel, you're never going to be at, in the army. And I, and, I, and I always retorted, I don't want to be an army man. I don't want to be, I don't think that I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to travel, or they're gonna, they, they are going to refuse me a visa because I don't have, I have tattoos. I find it very strange because all the people I watch on TV, I, all these artists, they have tattoos. So I think it's very normal in that society. Anyway, I'm just saying these things so that you can have an image of the African context. So at the end of my nursing semester, on my nursing internship, excuse me, the government at that time made a reform. They made a reform to say that, okay, they don't want private institutions to, to give out uh, medical education to students anymore. And so my university medical faculty was closed down because the faculty was, was new because when I entered in the first year, it was, it was the, the first batch were at the third year. So what they did again is that they told us that, okay, we're going to write a medical, uh, the national exam to try and put us back into the, into the other schools, but they had a specific quota. So either my classmate at the time, they went to other African countries to continue or to restart those who could afford and those that were well connected were placed in the national schools so what i remember when the exams were out because i wrote the exam again for i think that was for the full time now and believe me when you have been in medical school and you have studied the human body and you have really gone deep into biology it is not the advanced level biology of the national uh, entry medical exam that you will, you, you will not pass. So I studied really, really hard for that exam, but I didn't pass. And I told myself in that instant that I'm never gonna let this government decide for me, decide for my future, decide who I'm going to be. So I told myself that, okay, if I write this thing four times, it hasn't worked out, it's probably not for me. But I had an epiphany when I was in Yaoundé one afternoon in my student room. And that's when I knew who I wanted to be or what career path I wanted to focus on. 
There is something fascinating about studying medicine because a lot of people are in their bodies, but they don't know the organs in their bodies or the critical parts of their bodies. And studying, doing medicine and studying your own body, it's, it's, a, it's a whole level of perception. And also to, to have been able to be in a French zone and surrounded by French culture in the same country, when I look back, I realized it broadened my perspective somewhat. So it did me good. Like I'm telling you this about my failure in the sense that normally I was supposed to get out of high school, get into the university and graduate, but I didn't. Instead, I made two years in Boya. I went in Yaoundé, I made one year and I made one year home. So the epiphany I had was, I was seated in my room uh, one afternoon and I was on my computer all bored and I saw this book about uh, C++, this programming language C++, and it was talking about programming a computer, uh, a calculator. And I started reading the book and I programmed a basic calculator in C++. And I remember I just got into a state of flow for like five, six hours. And that was it. Bang. I knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a software engineer. I knew exactly on that day that I wanted to be a software engineer. But I was already in medical school. So I couldn't go and tell my mom, mom, I no, medicine is not for me. I wanna she invested a lot. I didn't want to disappoint her. I, I I told myself I was very sad on that day. And I said, okay, I'm just gonna go for 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 for, for this medicine. So when my school was closed. All my classmates were sad, man, you gotta watch me. I was celebrating. I was, I was, I didn't celebrate in front of my mom. I played the sad guy, but I was really, really happy that this, that didn't happen. That uh, it, it actually happened. And it was a good experience uh, for me. So now you got to understand the context. Uh, I had to go and study back software engineering and a lot of things happened between then and me going back to Boya because I still had this inner doubt about what I wanted to do. So during the sabbatical year that I spent after the, my school was closed and the reason I spent a sabbatical year home was, was because I had my elder sibling who called me and told me, okay, bro, I'm... I'm, I'm going to help you to come to Germany and, and help you with, with your, with your studies. And I really believe that he would do that. But then he spoke, he spoke with me for like about an hour, but then after I didn't see the action. So I was very proactive. I went out, I looked for a school and I raised some money. You know, I was doing my little gigs. And I succeeded in having 1.5 million at that time. And I called my brother, okay, this is the school. I've had an admission that and I, it was to go and do computer science, not even medical studies anymore, because I knew already what I, what I wanted to do. But my brother turned me down. He said, oh, talk to your mother. If she has 2 million, then you, you, can, you, can, you can come. 
I will, I will, I will, I will complete. Bear in mind, I had 1.5. My brother is telling my mom, who is practically, I think she was going already on retirement. She didn't have that kind of money. So story short, I spent a sabbatical year home. None of my siblings who had the opportunity to help me, help me. I'm just relating this story. Know that I have nothing against them. I'm not hoping for someone to change my life. But I'm talking to you from that point that this is what happened. So after I decided that, okay, I don't want to study in French again. I don't want to run away from Boya. I'm going to go back to Boya. I'm going to go back where I started and where I failed. And I told my mom that this is where I'm going. Before that, I had doubts either to go and do accounting. One of my brothers wanted me to do accounting in the university, Cal University of Bamenda. And I even went to Bamenda and registered. You know, I went to Bamenda and registered. And <laughs> this is crazy, man. Like, when I think about it, it's crazy, man. But then, I re the epiphany I had was always with me. Always and always with me. I couldn't get it out of my head. And I told my because my brother is an accountant, and I told him, see, this is not for me. And but they couldn't understand because I didn't tell them about my epiphany. But I was I was very stern in my position that I'm not gonna move. This is what I, I want to do. And whether they are supportive or not, I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. So in that sabbatical year, my mom always had this channel on uh, I've forgotten uh, the name of the prophet. Or the, or the name of the church, but he's, he's one of the prophets that once uh, wanted to be a presidential candidate in Cameroon. So I was watching his channel a lot when I was home, a lot. And I really enjoyed it. So one day I just said, okay, I'm just going to see this guy because I, I, you know, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Am I possessed or something? Because my mom always sometimes said that I'm crazy. Like I am really, really crazy. So I don't know what touched me, but I went to that guy's church one Saturday at 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. And I'm usually very restless, but I sat down in, in that church. And I and I, when I went there, I thought really that I will, I will see him like in 30 minutes, but he came at 8 p.m. So I sat there from 8.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. God knows how I managed to do that. But when he came, I clearly rem remember because I, I wanted like a sign. This, I wanted like a direction for my life. I, I went there inside the church. I I spoke to the guy. Uh, I, he Because he was like, peace. I forgot. Peace be to his soul because he's dead. The prophet is dead. Peace be to his, to his soul. The man that I spoke to that day is dead. Peace be to his soul. So I remember I met him and I told him, Man of God, I've I've been through a lot, you know, and I told him that see, I've I go left, I go right, I go left, I go right. I don't know what's wrong. I I I what do you think I should do? Which field of study do you see me in? And I will never forget what he told me. He looked at me in the eyes for like 20 seconds. He didn't speak. And he told me. I see you in IT. And he told me, you will do great things. I see you traveling around the world. And I told him, yes, I'm thinking of going back to Boya to do software engineering. 
And he told me, this is what you have to do. And we prayed and he said, come for mass tomorrow and make an intention. Okay. And that's what I did. I went for mass the next day. I made an intention and I was like, education breakthrough. And he did not even pray for me. Like there are these guys that were praying for everyone and stuff like that. And they prayed and I left. After the mass, uh, the intention where the, the, the prophet would pray and, and the prophet's agents would pray. And then I left. I never set my foot again into that church. I went home. And I had a dream about this prophet, I think a couple of days after. It felt so real where I was in my bed in my mother's house. And he came and touched my head and he prayed with me. And he told me that you're going to be well, my child. You, you are going to be okay. And I walked with him and I left him at the door and I said, bye-bye. I never saw that man again in my life. And I told myself that one day I will donate something to, to, to that church. And I never set my foot there again. And I went back and I saw my dad and I spoke to my dad and I told my dad that I want to go back to the Cali University of Boya to do my bachelor in software engineering. Everyone was against me. My mom said, no, don't go. You feel there. You want to go and meet your old friends. You want to live a reckless life. My dad was the only one who had wisdom inside. And he looked at me in the eyes and he told me, son, if you are humble enough to go back where you are filled, I have no doubt that you will succeed. And those words stayed with me all through my curriculum. And one other special uh, thing I remember is when I was uh, in uh, when I was coming to Boya back, and I was received by my twin brother because he was he 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 was now ahead of me. He was maybe in his third year, and I was coming for my first year with another friend. And they, and they sat me down and they told me from A to Z how I should not be in this place. Everyone is not there. This place is not like before. I will never succeed here. I should blah, 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 blah. Like you can know. And I was very stern in my position that I am not going anywhere. I'm here. I'm not here for you. I'm not here for you. I'm here for myself. And I'm going to be here. The thing is, I had felt so much that now I had purpose. I knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a software engineer. I knew what I wanted to be after a software, uh, after my bachelor. I wanted to have a master's. And after my master's, I wanted to have a PhD. And I wanted to be able to create and innovate as a software engineer. Because I've, that's what I've, I've always loved to do. Like I see myself somehow like an, uh, uh, like an innovator. Why do I say that? Because I, I, when I was very young, with my grandmom, peace be to her soul, and we went there for holidays in Banso, Kumbo, if you know Kumbo, northwest of Cameroon, Greedy Vision. And I was in her kitchen, she was cooking, and there was this little book on the side. I think that's really when I started, I, the first book I read, uh, instead of uh, with the story I said earlier about uh, me being in, uh, in, in dormitory school, I think I remember now that this is the first book I really read. And it was all about those inventors, Abraham, 
uh, I, I don't remember the name, but Isaac, I remember Isaac Newton because of gravity. Uh, it was fun stories about gravity, about uh, density, about uh, the telephone, about gold. It was all about the scientists and something sparked in me. And I said, I want to be like this. And I want to be, I want to do sciences. It's in that moment that I knew that I want to do sciences. So when I had my advanced level, my ordinary level, I knew already that, okay, this is sciences. There was no taking aback for me. I knew exactly what I wanted to do based on that book that I read, because I wanted to be like those men that I read about. I wanted to create something that will have an impact on the world. So yes. I began with my study. It was hard emotionally. Financially, it wasn't that hard because your boy was, he had his thing going on. I found that uh, selling activists online was easy, at least for me. It, was, it wasn't taking my time. It was generating me quite a sizable income. And it, it was not going to get me into any crimes. So, but what happened during my curriculum is that uh, I started working like a freelance, apart from the activist. And I think I wasn't so much into activist, or maybe, or both. I would say both, in the sense that uh, what I was doing. Uh, my involvement in uh, in these uh, internet schemes was enabling the other people to be able to have other clients because I was more knowledgeable with IT skills. So I was able now to build websites for these people, market those websites, do SEO for these websites. And the irony about all these things, I'm I'm looking back and I'm saying these things now, and I'm and I, and I'm really thinking now and I'm and I'm looking from from behind and I'm uh, from with the perspective with the age and the wisdom I, I have now to say that my perspective were very wrong in a sense that I really thought that I remember I really thought that this was the way out and this was how I had to do to succeed because everyone around me was doing that and now it was giving me a sizable income it was I was able to pay my rent, I was able to pay my fees, I was able to live a normal life. It was not extravagant, but it was a normal life. And because I was very diligent in my work, I had clients. And also it made me to, it broadened that, this experience broadened my perspective in the sense that the money I was making, for example, in building one site was someone's salary in a month. And I also realized the power of the internet and marketing. But I was using my intellect and those tools in the, in the very wrong way. But I was oblivious to all that. All I wanted to do was able to have money to pay my bills, pay my food. If I can go to the club and have a drink, I didn't want to be poor. I didn't want to be in lack. So fast forward, I graduated from the university with a 3.24 GPA on four. 
those time at the university was very traumatic emotionally and because my brother my twin brother graduated in front of me the people that i came i started with in the first year were graduating when i came back in the first year so i saw the way they were laughing at me i saw the way they mocked they, they, not only they mocked me but they looked at me like a failure but within myself i knew who i was and in that in that sense i was very strong in who i was when my brother graduated maybe he, he, he don't know about the story but i went home and i cried i was in my house and i cried because i felt like a failure but i always remember something i read about that said your failures don't define you your failures don't define who you are so i told you this story a little bit about me my experience and my failures for you to know about me and the kind of person that i am and how i grew up i hope it it conceptualized uh, enough the next stage that i will talk about is my crypto journey and i will be all make it quite brief and i will start with my arriving in belgium the circumstances that i faced the difficulties that i faced how i overcame them how i left the world of internet fraud how it changed my life how i became a better person and how god saved me how i achieved the impossible something i thought was never possible i hope you enjoy see you in the next session